0: THE HAPPIEST OF CHILDHOODS The stranger feels an exquisite pleasure dwelling on the recollections of his childhood, and avows that no human being could have passed a happier one than himself. His father was a man of integrity and generosity, who had dedicated himself to public affairs and had rescued his wife from poverty and disgrace. His mother was a courageous woman who overcame adversity and loved her husband and children dearly. His father worshipped and doted upon his mother, and his parents raised him with a deep consciousness of responsibility and an active spirit of tenderness. His secluded countryside Swiss home was surrounded by wondrous scenes that allowed ample scope for admiration and delight. He enjoyed the deepest bonds of intimacy with a dear friend, a boy who led him in imaginative adventures, and who longed to be known someday as a great benefactor of mankind. And, perhaps above all, he enjoyed the harmonious companionship of his more-than-sister. We fall in love with Elizabeth Lavenza—perhaps it's presumptuous to say we, but really, how could you not—from the moment she makes her first appearance— Quote, her hair was the brightest living gold, and despite the poverty of her clothing, seemed to set a crown of distinction on her head. Her brow was clear and ample, her blue eyes cloudless, and her lips and the molding of her face so expressive of sensibility and sweetness that none could behold her without looking on her as of a distinct species, a being heaven-sent and bearing a celestial stamp in all her features. Unquote. I thought of this fair, angelic child capturing Carolyn Beaufort's attention when just yesterday I was walking by the Quint Cordaire Fine Art Gallery and had my own attention arrested by a 19th century photographic portrait of a darling golden-haired girl. I'll post her picture in the Facebook group and include it in my email. And by the way, Right now, for a fee, she too is available for adoption. That set me on a quest for a portrait of the soul of Elizabeth, of a celestial being who is the spirit of love, and who, by her very presence, can turn a man to the good. I've not yet discovered one with the golden hair, the clear blue eyes, the sweet expression, and the aura of goodness that would do justice to Elizabeth Lavenza. Shelley did, after all, describe her as fairer than any pictured cherub. But meanwhile, the closest I could find is Bouguereau's little girl, who might be the child they first met in the peasant's cottage, that garden rose among dark-leaved brambles. I'll share that, too, in the Facebook group and email. The ends of both chapters one and two leave us fearing for the fate of this lovely creature, who, he says, shone like a shrine-dedicated lamp in their peaceful home, who seemed to shed radiance from her looks, whose form and motions were lighter than the chamois of the hills, and whose smile, soft voice, and sweet glance were ever there to bless and animate us. Because at the conclusion of the first of those chapters, he says that she was to be his only till death, and at the conclusion of the second— that destiny had decreed his utter and terrible destruction.